Welcome to Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered with Perry Clark. This program looks at mental health from unique perspectives and shows you how to manage your life by finding the knots that help you and stay away from the ones that could be a disadvantage. Now, here is your host, Perry Clark. Hello, all, and welcome back to Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. So this is a special episode for us here, uh, as we are dealing with the start of the year. Now, I want to start off with the classic disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. It does not constitute a session with a licensed mental health professional. And I strongly recommend seeking a mental health professional in your area to work on your unique issues. Now, as I said, we are in the start of the year when ideally you should be hearing this. And one of the big things that comes up with every new year is the idea around psychic predictions. Um, sometimes you see this with tarot readers or people who read um, leaves and so forth. And it's also a very big factor in so many stories in various geek culture as well. I mean, right now the whole Midnight Suns from a Marvel video game is entirely one that includes psychic and, and magic. But why I wanted to bring this up, as I said, it's a big start of the year. So there's always a question that a lot of people go into about what does the year hold? Why are they seeking psychics? And just dealing with that aspect of where it sits in the lexicon of mental health. There are some uh, tarot readers out there who have now included in their opening credits, a disclaimer like my own, that basically just says that tarot reading is not a or a visit to a psychic is not a substitute for mental health services. So that being said, I decided that it would be best to bring on someone who can speak from the other side of this. And that other side of this is someone who works as a psychic and has a relationship with mental health as well. So I'd like you to introduce you to a friend of mine, a friend of well over 20 years and saw me and knew my life before uh, I became a therapist. And that would be Edward Carrion. Edward is a naturally born psychic medium with the abilities of clairvoyance, which includes remote viewing, clairsentience, clairaudience, spirit and ghost discovery and relocation, psychometry, empathic channeling, and the ability to communicate with your spirit guides, your angels, and your and others Akashic records and those who crossed over to the other side. He has actively practiced his psychic ability, his special abilities for over 48 years. His specialties seem, seem to be the ability to gently bring a person back to themselves or to become centered to clearly see their life path, missions, and lessons in life. Edward is well known for his unique abilities to astound clients with clear and precise, precise details about their lives and their situation, the lives of those who have crossed over and the ability to see, read the Akashic records to view future events and predictions. Many clients have used his ability to channel relatives and friends, gains insights and a calm peace about themselves and those who have passed over. Edward believes in the act of loving. Loving is the act of gently bringing bringing someone back to themselves which can include a friendly hello to a stranger or the compliment which brightens a coworker's day. He loves others through his readings so they may clearly see their purpose and their path of their lives. It is from our center where we clearly make choices for the highest possible good. It is Edward's belief that we often lose our way in life by not being centered. So Edward, welcome to Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. Thank you. Thank you so very much to inviting me today. Uh, not a problem. And uh, like I said, when we were talking about this episode, it's a chance to start talking about another relationship that some people get lost in. And I know for those who have also listened to my earlier episode with Crystal Blancet, LCSW, we talked about alternate faiths and especially paganism, how that interplays with mental health and so this is another in that branch of areas where people go seeking some form of comfort in working with and belief with psychic or tarot readers but also the belief some operate from the idea that they don't need mental health so but i know we know that's not to be the case but beyond that how did you get here into this part of your life and being on the program 
It's been a journey of 22 years since I landed in the Bay Area in the year 2000. Uh, I landed here, uh, had a job, and then lost the job. Uh, I was I was not able to go back to the career that I had in the jobs, which were computers, as I was over age 40 and therefore not young enough to continue with the dot-com bust. Mm-hmm. So out of frustration and out of just insight, um, I decided to contact a friend who was a psychic. Mm-hmm. In fact, you probably know him. He was a chef um, and he was part of the group that we're both part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he worked at the Psychic Eye Bookshop. Mm-hmm. I interviewed and blew the owner away because I was able to tell her things about herself that I could not have possibly known or guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started working there. Um, but there's a little thing is I didn't know what I was doing. I did not know that when I talked to the other side that I was being a medium. I didn't know that when I channeled someone's dead ones, that that was a special ability. And not every psychic has that ability. Uh, And the definition of a psychic is someone who understands and listens to the energy that is earthbound on this side. So they interpret energies on this side of the veil of earth. A medium or a psychic medium interprets energies from the other side of the veil. So they can interpret energies and interpret communications. And that's basically what a medium is is an interpreter mm-hmm. um, and nothing more than that. Uh, a lot of times when I'm in session, I will go off at the mouth. I had no intention of saying what I said, but it turns out to be brilliantly brilliant for the person and uh, apropos to the situation. Um, so I didn't know that I was a necromancer and that's a dead talker, Mm. otherwise known as a medium. (laughs) And I I laugh because I'm just going, what a necromancer. (laughs) That sounds so delightfully evil. Yes. Um, And for every one of us who plays D and Dungeons and Dragons or does anything in the, um, fantasy realms, usually necromancers are raising the dead (laughs) you need to have a meeting with the skeleton of your ancestor guess who you need to go talk to (laughs) (laughs) oh lord we're we're into another another total area here (laughs) oh yeah yeah well, well that's the joys of the geek world okay um so um the store closed down in 2003, uh, and I continued my journey as being a medium by reaching out to uh, psychic fairs uh, all over the region. Um, and I began to build clientele. Um, in 2006, I was asked to be a weekly psychic on a radio show in Sacramento uh, and on KSFM radio. Um, and that's what I did for two years. Mm-hmm. Drive every, every Wednesday morning to Sacramento. I would hang around for people to do readings. And then at nighttime, I would do the evening show. Um, and that's what I did for two and a half, almost three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what brought me here today more than anything else um, is 
continued working and getting experiences that every time I do a mediumship reading for someone, it is trying to fulfill an empty hole. Somebody is coming with an emptiness uh, or with a question uh, that I'm able to fulfill by simply listening to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, a visit to a psychic is not the same as a visit to a counselor. And I take, I, I take offense in one phrase that is bantied around an awful lot in the psychic world. Mm-hmm. And that is that one of an intuitive counselor. Unless you have a degree or a divinity degree, a divinity license, or you've gone through the work like you have in order to get your MFT, mm-hmm. uh, marriage family counselor, uh, therapist, mm-hmm. or a CSW, mm-hmm. you don't licensed have to clinical fight social worker. Licensed clinical social worker, you don't have the right to be called to call yourself a counselor. Um, again, if you've gone through a program of a grief counselor, yes, you can call yourself a counselor. But for those who do not go through a program and simply are using their intuitive belief system, it, I, I, take, I take questions or I take offense when they use the term because it really does damage the reputation of people that have spent years being working to become a counselor. Mm-hmm. And that is my take on that. Mm-hmm. What I do, do I counsel? Uh, really fine line here. But what I tell people is that I simply bring them back to their center so they can clearly see where they're at, how they got there, and where they can go according to their own free will choice. Mm -hmm. And I will bring up the various options of their free will choice. Uh, And they will bring up their free will choice options then it's up to them to decide what direction to go. Mm -hmm. What brought me here today is just the grace of our higher power. Mm -hmm. That's it. I should have been dead five years ago. And matter of fact, died a couple of times during a three-year illness. Oh, yes, that was an adventure. For all parties concerned. Yep. And for just transparency for all the listeners, I was part of your support system and helping take care of you during all of that time, too. Right. And to make it clear, there was a three year period in which um, my stomach and my intestines and my colon uh, basically to, uh, decided to quit working on me. And therefore, I was very, very ill. But five years now has been, let's see, 2003, 2018 was the last of it. So Mm -hmm. I'll be five years free from it coming up this summer. Very good. And in an experience like that, that's putting you in a lot of mental strain, a lot of mental stress, which, as I recall, you were still seeing your therapist in that time, too. Absolutely. So I was seeing my therapist basically so that I could have a handle on what was real. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's even though I went to go see a medium at one time mm-hmm. who told me absolutely nothing I didn't already know. <laughs> um, but it was comforting because at least I was on the right track. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, that's that's an aspect of take your own advice. Even as a therapist myself, I have my own therapist that I go to as well. And there's those moments where it's like, okay, you know, we've said this, I've said this to a client. Now I need to do it for myself, but just as equally, since I see my own therapist as well, techniques that that, that they're using with me is techniques that I know work and that I bring into my practice as well. Right. And, you know, position to heal myself is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The reason why someone comes to see a medium is three purposes. Mm-hmm. One, they have a relationship that is un- unresolved with a person that had died, a mother, a father, a grandmother, uh, someone very close to them since childhood, perhaps. Um, and they come to me just with any, any words that I could possibly say that make sense to them to prove to them that they are alive and well on the other side and that they made it home okay. Mm-hmm. That's one group of people. The other group of people who come to see me are those looking for life answers. I am just stuck right now, and I have no idea where I've got to go. Or things are so bad, I just can't see the light. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, things are just not going well with me. I can't seem to get a break. Why is that? And they'll come with those questions. And again, what the other side does is use obscure peripheral details about their lives, about the lives of the ones that they know about, the loved ones who are on the other side. And interesting tidbits of how to protect what the next few months is going to bring them if if they follow their heart Mm -hmm. which is uh, bringing us back to the aspect of being able to listen to one's and understand one's emotional self too yes as opposed Um, to getting lost in the logic self uh, yeah Sometimes what I say is not logical, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And maybe not immediately in this session, but afterwards. And that sometimes even happens in therapy, too. It's like the place that we guide, help people guide them to understanding the relationships and choices that are before them or that they didn't even realize were going on is the act of therapy. Just, again, you're accessing it from a very different place. Right. And my my mindset is not one of fixing the Mm -hmm. individual. Whereas the mindset of a counselor, and I've been there before, uh, I've been there before uh, with a degree in social work, you're, you set out to fix an individual that's broken. Some people do, not all of us. And it's actually not even encouraged both by our codes of ethics, but also by that aspect of people's sense of responsibility to not try and fix their lives. I prefer to operate from, we're working from the place of trying to manage your life as okay. opposed to fix. Because fundamentally, just be from, from the aspect of language, if you fix something, it can be broken again. That's true. All right. So that's why I operate from the place of let's figure out how to better manage your life so that even if these difficulties come up, you can manage them and not get in this stuck place. Uh, thank you for clarification. You're welcome. I stand clarified. Yeah. Um, but, but, but as I said, there are some therapists, there are some social workers out there, there is a prevailing image thought, even in the media, that our job is to fix. Yeah, I agree with you. 
And that's problematic. Even without that of a medium, the idea that some people come to me in order to fix the situation, which can happen occasionally. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm going to bring up a story Mm -hmm. of how, of how the other side was right about something. And the woman who was being talked to did not understand the purpose. Mm -hmm. One time I had a woman come to me years and years ago and um, I was reading for her and she had a grandchild. Um, And I looked at her and said, the other grandmother is on the other side. And this woman looked at me and said, no, she isn't. Um, Lady, this woman is dead. No, she isn't. I would know if she's dead. Lady, this woman looks like this. And I described her to the T. She's about this tall, this color hair, this color eyes, and is a little bit pudgy. Got it. Not a problem. And then she kept saying to me, I had his back. I has... I had his back mm-hmm. over and over. I had her back. Well, this woman got upset with me and walked out of the meeting because I said somebody was dead that she knew were not. Mm-hmm. Imagine her shock three weeks later when her son called her and told her that his son's grandmother has in fact died. 10 months previously Mm. and they just found the lady. Mm. So the reason why this lady was saying, I have his back Mm -hmm. was that the boy suffered an injury of being impaled on a piece of rebar that went through his body. Mm. If, the rebar would have been moved a half an inch in any direction it would have snagged an artery and killed him so this lady did in fact have his back and the lady who apologized to me Mm -hmm. saying I really didn't know saying you know this is the case that she was actually adamant so I had to if they say something that they're absolutely adamant about, I gotta say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we get the obscure peripheral details, right? Which I can say is also sometimes comes up where in, when we're in therapy, when we ask about a detail or a, note a significance someone's making that they didn't even think they were making, such as they're telling something grim but they're smiling, or they're looking away when this is something that you think that someone would have direct eye contact with. There are other little subtle, subtle gestures that go into it that tell, give us as therapists information about there is something more going on here, which is part of uh, some of the gestalt aspects and some of our other aspects of, of uh, sensory motor and uh, sensory or no psychometna. Somatic experiencing is we're looking at what the body is also telling us about the experience, not just the words. And keep in mind, I only go by their words Mm -hmm. because 90% of my sessions are over the phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very few of my sessions are upfront and personal. And I read for people at East West Books on the 4th and 5th Saturday in Mountain View. I've been there since 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also read for people in person at a local Starbucks to me uh, in Santa Clara. Mm -hmm. So, but that's only about 10 to 15% of my readings. The other 85% to 90% are phone calls in which I don't get to see the body language. 
I don't get to interpret what the body is telling me or what the person is telling me through their body language. I have to interpret what I hear from the other side as being factual, mm-hmm. of being the truth. And uh, most of the time, I'm presently surprised when it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, well, you know me. Yep. I, I don't always have to be right. Mm-hmm. But when I am, it's a nice thing. <laughs> Isn't it always? So I would just want to make sure there's something that we said here is like, what is the, the standpoint that many psychics should be saying when they have a client who's coming with deeper psychological issues? The, they should understand that a psychic is not prepared unless they are a licensed clinical social worker mm-hmm. or an MFT mm-hmm. or have a divinity degree that allows them to cancel. Mm-hmm. You should refer them to a counselor. Mm-hmm. In other words, being very open and honest, which I am with people and saying, you know, you have needs right now that really you need to talk to a counselor about. Mm -hmm. You talking to me, and I can tell you the little pros and cons, but overall, you need to talk to a person to feed back everything that you're listening to. Mm -hmm. Um. And so it, it, it is, quote-unquote, <clears throat> looking the tiger of the situations in the eye and directing the tiger to the appropriate place. Mm-hmm. Which includes the aspect of mental health professionals are a tool of the universe. Right. And a psychic is a tool also. Mm-hmm. Just but not the same type of tool. Not the same type of tool. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, uh, I was one, trying we could to say, gather that together. Yeah. Oh, well, one way to look at it is what's the difference between a flathead and a Phillips screwdriver? They both do the same thing. They just slot in differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got it. Mm-hmm. So so way- I'm the Phillips head. You are the <laughs> flats head. <laughs> that or one of those... Uh, Odd ones that is like star-shaped, hex-shaped ones. Yeah, the hex shapes are are the ones that give you a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um. (laughs) But, you know, I think that's a great place for us to take a pause here. So stay tuned, folks. I'll be back here on Untying Knots. I'm Perry Clark, licensed marriage and family therapist, here with Edward Carrion, psychic medium. So stay tuned, folks. We'll have a bit more in the second half. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Our lives and the world around us can get messy and frustrating. Untangle and Grow Counseling's focus is to untangle that mess and make sense of it so you have a good foundation to build and grow from. Visit us on the web at untangleandgrowcounseling.com. Perry Clark offers individual psychotherapy, couples and family therapy, and adolescence therapy from a variety of coping materials and resources. Visit untangleandgrowcounseling.com for more information. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
You are listening to Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. If you have a question or comment about our podcast, send an email to pclark at untyingknotspodcast.com. That's pclark at untyingknotspodcast.com. And now, back to the program. Hello, all. Welcome back to Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. This is Perry Clark, licensed marriage and family therapist here with you with my guest, Edward Carrion, psychic medium, who has been, so during our little break there, we were just checking in and such. And one of the other big things, which as you mentioned, the big three that people often come and talk to you about, um, one of the big ones is about the other side, life after death. And I know I just recently finished working with a group on grief uh, over these last few months. And I know that's a big subject that what is the other side? And especially when we're talking about the idea of connecting with their loved ones, energy, what comes up a lot with that? And what can we both know from the mental health side, but want people to know too. The number one question I get asked is uh, what happens when we die? Mm-hmm. And I've gone through three episodes in my life to where I was clinically dead. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I came back. Now, I came back because there was so much, there were, I decided there were way too much stuff left undone that I needed to get done in my life. Mm-hmm. So I made the choice of coming back. That's one thing. But people ask, what happens when we die? Mm-hmm. When we die, there's a separation of soul from body. And that separation of soul from body allows the body to basically be still. It no longer have the life-giving energy of the soul. Since they no longer have the life energy of the soul, the body and spirit disconnects. Mm -hmm. The first thing that people see when they disconnect from the body is that they realize the world around them is so different, that they're floating above their body, and they're listening and seeing to everybody's reaction if they have died in groups of loved ones and they're seeing their reaction and they're going, wait a moment, I'm not dead yet. When in fact, they're just recognizing that they have passed on. The second things that happen is that there is, well, it depends on, this depends on what the reality of the person who is dead believes what will happen when they die. So if you've ever seen the 1940s, 1950 cartoons of Mm -hmm. which the character dies and all of a sudden there's an escalator to to escort them to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that they see is the escalator. The other things that they see is a is a stairway. And then the other thing is stairway illuminated by light. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that happens is that we say goodbye to our body and we enter the light. In point zero 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 seconds, we're on the other side. And we're welcomed by our mother and father or grandparents, people that raised us, uh, people that meant so much to us. We are greeted by them. And there's a gigantic party that is going on. Mm -hmm. Now, people are dying every second, but Heaven is built such in a, such a break is that there can be party upon party upon party happening in the same space, 
but on different planes of dimensions. So other side is different planes. And a lot of different things can happen all at one time. The first thing is a welcoming of the soul back to heaven. After that is done, and it could take a period of several days to go through thousands of individuals mm -hmm. who wants to say hello to you. Um, the second thing that happened is that we're escorted to the Hall of Records, which is a building to the left of the Rose Garden. Uh, the Hall of Record is basically never-ending files or Akashic records. And we're set in front of a scanning machine that looks like a big dome. We put our hands on the dome, and then our lives are played back piece by piece, decision by decision. And we're played back, and we could see what all the options were, what the options that we took, and what the, what the outcome were. And so we learn, basically, how everything we did had an outcome to ourselves, as well as to other people. Mm -hmm. When that is done, we're allowed some people, some spirits, are damaged. And they're damaged by mental health issues, disease, uh, infirmaries, um, and other things. So they go behind the healing walls of the Twin Towers. And the Twin Towers look like the World Trade Center, basically. Um, and they go behind those walls in order to begin a healing. Uh, when that is done, they come back out and then begins their lives as spirits to the other side. Mm -hmm. Now, what do they do with themselves? The answer is anything they want to. Some may play the eternal game of golf. They'll always win, and they'll always get a home one if they deem themselves to be do that. <laughs> okay? Uh, others would be creating music and displaying music. Others would be arts and crafts, arts. And how would you like to meet um, Michelangelo as he's redoing the chapels on the other side? Mm -hmm. This is all possible and probable if you want to do that because you're allowed to follow your heart while you're on the other side. The number one thing that they do is they contact people on this side. So yes, your loved ones will actually come down and make sure you're okay. And they do this almost every time that they die. They come back and basically make sure that we're whole. To that point there, I know this is one of the big issues that sometimes happens, especially for culturally based therapy and so forth, especially the idea of having a loved one going into a therapist or going to a grief counselor saying that their loved one was there with them or that they were seeing this the individual after. And oftentimes, depending on the school of thought, this is a idea that it's uh, ill in their mind which sadly gets to this, the messages that people say that mental health doesn't work because they thought people, they made them to say we were crazy, crazy because we were seeing our loved ones after they've gone or that it's just grief induced. You know, it really isn't. Yeah. I mean, how many times have I sat down with an individual and then have said something in their tone of voice, their manner of speaking, and directly directed at the loved one. And then I would tell them, and they're sitting right behind you right now. Mm -hmm. 
they're shocked. They're going, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right. And then I ask them to please insert their hand into the space that is to the right of them or to the left of them. And I ask mm-hmm. them, is it super cold? Most of the time, I will get a, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I would tell them, that's the spirit of your loved one. Mm-hmm. They are indeed here. And people are going to get a chill down their spine when they hear this, because it almost always happens to us when our loved ones go home. Mm-hmm. There's almost always a time of where we're told we're loved if we're just listening. Mm-hmm. And that's the number one message from the other side. We're okay. We're fine here. We're in God's love and light. Mm-hmm. How much more fantastic can that be? Mm-hmm. We're praying for you. <laughs> and let's also be distinct. We're talking about God in all forms, not just one particular form. Not one particular form. Right. And that's why I, I prefer I prefer to the other side as the higher power. Mm-hmm. Because almost everyone has a perception of a higher power that basically is a glue that holds the universe together mm-hmm. and which times the universe and make it click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, it's got to be worrying about keeping the freaking universe together as opposed to whether or not you get the lottery ticket. Oh, yeah. But you do know why a psychic will never win the lottery. Well, why don't we go ahead and tell people that that answer, and we'll move on from there. It's really bad PR for God. <laughs> yeah, because if that was the case, every psychic would be winning it, and what would really have no reason to be functioning as a psychic. And well. There is that standpoint of then your needs would be met, and so you could focus as a psychic for the rest of your life, but still. Well, it'll be great. Okay, I think we can move on. <laughs> yeah. So, with that standpoint, too, and let's just say this is a bit of just fun and just a bit of fun for this aspect. And like I said, we are at the beginning of a new year, 2023, as we're hearing this. So, is there anything that the other side and the higher powers want to share either for our, any of our listeners to know about this year, or even if, if not, what, what can you share for my future as well? Well, let's, let's start with a general, uh, mm-hmm. a general ad. Okay. Mm-hmm. This year, 2023 is the year of opening doors. People's folks, if they push on doors that they want to open, they will open them. A lot of people are going to have the chance to really finish up all of what they were doing for the past three years that has been this capobulated and off cycle um, has happened because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and the other illnesses that has moved up the the food chain. Mm-hmm. So people are going to have the chance to actually walk through doors, open doors, and continue to walk through doors and open doors as they open for them, and they'll be able to continue what they wanted to do. For you, this is a time of recognition. You'll be recognized as doing what you do and doing it well, but you'll be recognized by June. Mm-hmm. There'll be something that you will earn, a award of some type. Of somebody will notice you 
will mention you. And it could be related to the podcast. Okay. Uh, and, but by June, that should happen. So that is, is one thing that will probably happen in this next year. Okay. Your relationship will continue to grow. And you guys will move into a different place in your relationships by the end of June. So June is a very important month. It's a month of change. And it's not only the beginning of summer mm -hmm. and good times to be had, but it's also the beginning of journeys. Mm -hmm. And so you will have another journey with your loved one in June. Which is an ideal time for any journey. I mean, you're not going to ideally start a journey in the middle of winter. So. Nope. However, some people do. <laughs> some people do. Some people do. But I mean, just by the very nature of that energy, winter is a time much more for rest. Now, of course, in the Southern Hemisphere, it's right now summer, but still, you're not going to start a during a start a major thing during a time where it's time to conserve energy. Right. Um, and, but summer is a time for new beginnings. Mm -hmm. And this summer coming up is a time for new beginning. Um, let's see. Recession. Mm. It's inedible. Mm -hmm. However, it will be extremely slight. People are still spending money. Now, what's really crazy in my career, I used to do 20 some odd readings a month. Mm -hmm. I'm down to single digits or low double digits. Mm -hmm. So people are not using the services of a psychic unless they have to. Um, and I've talked to my other friends that are psychics and mediums, and the same thing is happening to them. Just the world is slowing down. Uh, and uh, income that is being spent is being conserved. Mm -hmm. So will we enter a recession? It's kind of inedible by the August of this year. Mm -hmm that will probably enter a recession. It will be one that is slight and one that is fast and will come out of the impression, depression or recession uh, very quickly, record time. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that will happen. What's interesting that the stock market isn't going to tank. In a recession, you would expect the stock market to take bold hits. Which it already has for most of these last several years. Which in the last one year alone, most of the Big Ten, all of the Big Ten, with the exception of Apple, mm -hmm. have decreased their stock value anywhere from 60 to 40%. Apple hasn't. They will need to increase their stock value 22%. Mm -hmm. So they're the exception. And 22% is normal. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, what else? Biden will not seek another term. And it will cause turmoil in our election system as to who is best to go against the possibility of Trump again or DeSantis. Hmm. But 
but I predict that I'm, I'm seeing that uh, Biden will not seek re-election. Uh, who could come up with this? I don't know. Which sits us into the mysteries of the unknown, which is still one of those factors that we have to live with, whether you see a therapist or you see a psychic. Mm, yes. Because that choice is unknown, and that choice is also what we have to be responsible for. Right. Now, what's going to happen with us? I don't know. I really don't know. But um, the recession will be light and will be fast. Um, and we're already sort of in a recession type, mm-hmm. but it's not official. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's about all I have for predictions. Well, I think that's a good place for us to go ahead and wrap things up. So if people want to get readings from you, or at least just check in and talk with you, where would be a good place for them to get in contact with you? Um, My website is very simple. It is www.psychicedward.com. And not to be confused with John Edward, who also uses psychicedward.com mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. A, a, a deviant of that. Mm-hmm. But my website is psychicedward.com. My email is mm-hmm. edward at psychicedward.com. All right. And that way, if you also, do want his, if you want his phone number, you can email him. You can uh, tap email or it's in my website. Mm-hmm. So check those two places. Yep. And thank you very much. Well, thank you for being here and thank you for the prediction. So I'll let everybody know where things are once we're uh, probably through June and uh, how things turn out. Maybe we'll have you back for a uh, less recap of that experience. Okay. <laughs> That would be wonderful. Thank you very much for having me today. All righty. So folks, take care. You can, as always, check in with your therapist. And if your psychic tells you to go see a therapist, they're listening to what the universe is telling you. So hope this new year has started off nicely for you. And we've got more great content coming for the rest of this year. So stay tuned, like and review, and be safe. Thank you for tuning in for Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. Be sure to join your host, Perry Clark, for another episode on the podcast coming soon on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.